I hate to say it, but it feels like the Jets season might be falling apart after a loss to the Las Vegas Raiders. We'll talk about it today on Locked On Jets. You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, this is the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Monday, November 13th, 2023, and I'm your host, John B. from gangreennation.com. Thanking you so much for making the show your first listen or first watch every day. Subscribe to the show for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you'll get new episodes as soon as they're posted. If you enjoy the show and are listening on a podcast source, please give it a five-star review. If you're watching on YouTube and enjoy the show, give this episode a big thumbs up. These things help us out and help other Jets fans find the show. This episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Well, today we unfortunately do not have a happy show. We are here to recap a Jets loss as they fall to the Las Vegas Raiders 16-12 to on Sunday Night Football. The Jets fall to 4-5 and on the season. It, you knew it was going to be a weird score because of the way these offenses are challenged. You knew like one of these teams would have a final score that was divisible by three, and that team was the Jets. The Jets settled for four field goals in this game. The Raiders got three field goals and a touchdown, and that was enough for the Raiders to come away with a win. The Jets fall to four and five on the season. And I mean, I hate to say it, but this it feels like this team's in a lot of trouble. You know, and it has to go back once again. And I feel like a broken record, but it happens every week. It's the offense. We're now at 35 straight possessions without a touchdown. Jets go through the, the entire game. They come away with you know four field goals. It, it feel I feel like a broken record. It's it's just terrible. And now you have two really challenging divisional games. I know Buffalo may not be having the kind of season that we've been expecting them to have, but a trip up to Orchard Park, that's never easy. I know Miami, you know, the last couple of weeks, maybe they haven't looked as great as they looked early in the season. But these are still two very talented opponents the Jets are going to face. And at four and five, it feels like this thing might be, you know, heading in a direction we don't want it to head. As much as anything, I don't know that you can have a lot of faith that the Jets are going to turn things around right now. You know, we talked a lot about the, the first six weeks of the season was all about, oh, let's just get through three and three. We can, we can even take two and four because the schedule is going to open up. Well, the schedule's opened up and the Jets aren't playing well. Schedule's opened up and the Jets should have lost a game to the Giants. They lost to the Chargers, weren't even competitive, and they lose this terrible game to a bad Raiders team, a team that they frankly should have beaten, even with Zach Wilson, at quarterback. And I know everybody's going to focus on like one play, you know, maybe two plays. The, the one play I think people are going to focus on the most is the interception Zach Wilson threw in the fourth quarter, late in the fourth. And that, that was a terrible throw. Um, it was he clearly stared Alan Lazard down. I mean, if you're placing blame on interceptions, you know, sometimes the quarterback gets too much blame for an interception because the receiver runs the route wrong or, you know, he doesn't go to the wrong depth or he doesn't fight back for the football. I mean, that interception was close to 100% on being on Zach Wilson, in my view. And it was a key moment in the game because Jets, Jets offense finally had some momentum. It felt like for maybe the first time all night, or at least the first time since early in the first half, and Zach throws that interception. It was a pivotal play. So I, I know that's going to be what draws most of the attention. I think to a lesser extent, people will focus on the last play, the Hail Mary, where you know the Jets almost completed a miracle pass. They almost came away with another miracle play. But that's why I actually want to talk about that last play, because 
as I was watching this game unfold, especially as we got late into the fourth quarter, I said, this is what we've been talking about all season long. And look, it was great that the Jets beat the Bills opening night with that comeback in the fourth quarter. It was great. They had that unlikely comeback with the Tony Adams interception and the Brees Hall touchdown against the Eagles. It was great that they had the miracle comeback against the Giants when that game felt lost. But we said it at the time. You, you, I said it. You were thinking it. You can't keep putting yourself behind the eight ball because you're going to get to a point where you're not going to make the big play. This was a game I thought the Jets had an opportunity to take control of in the first half. I really felt like the Jets could have blown this game open by halftime, but they kept settling for field goals. And it's penalties. I mean, CJ Uzama, a couple of key penalties, one of which took away a touchdown in a drive where the Jets had to settle for field goals. And it was that was one of the stories of the game. And we know this Jets offense, they're not talented enough to put themselves behind the sticks. Because once that happens, you know, the, the offense is going to fall apart. And it's tough because this offense just doesn't have a lot of ability to make big plays at the moment. I mean, really, and this offense doesn't have a lot of ability to do much of, much of anything. I mean, the only two things this offense, this offense could do is Garrett Wilson can do his fair share to move the sticks. And Brees Hall is always good for like a home run player to every game. And outside of that, Jets don't really have a lot on offense. So if you get a drive where, you know, you, a couple things are working, you can't commit penalties. And the Jets were doing that left and right. But the guy, I think, really deserves the bulk of the criticism. It's not Zach Wilson. Listen, you can get on Zach for the for that interception. That's fair. I actually thought prior to that interception, this was maybe Zach's second best game of the season, other than the game against the Chiefs. But to be fair, he's the quarterback. They only they only uh, scored 12. So I think it's fair to criticize Zach Wilson. But Nathaniel Hackett, I mean, the Jets made a lot of bad moves this offseason. I don't think there's any move they made that was worse than bringing in Nathaniel Hackett to run the offense. Look, we know that they didn't bring him in for his play-calling acumen. They, we know who they brought him in because they thought he could help them get Aaron Rodgers. But it, this is this is just awful. It's beyond awful at this point. I mean, how many times, how many drives did the Jets in the first half have start with run-run on first and second down? First, I think, three, four times they had the ball. And eventually, like, Garrett made enough plays that they drove into field goal range, but they overcame this play-calling. But, you know, the one sequence uh, when the Jets almost scored their touchdown, when you know, Zach Wilson made a spectacular run and just stepped out right before he got to the goal line, you know, it was a great run by Zach. And, you know, he almost turned it into something truly special by scoring a touchdown. But Jets were set up. And then Uzama commits the penalty, which negates a Brees Hall touchdown. At that point, the Jets had, you know, they were outside the 10. They still had a first and goal. They did not throw a pass to the end zone in that sequence. I mean, how do you not throw a pass to the end zone when you're in scoring range? It speaks, I think, to this coaching staff philosophy. I mean, I it almost felt to me at points like they were trying to win the game nine three or nine six in the first half. I, they they didn't seem to figure out that they were actually throwing the ball pretty effectively, and that was going to open up the run game. It was incredibly conservative on offense, and I mean, you can go through. There's so many moments in this game, and late in the first half, the Jets you know barely missed a pass on a big play to Alan Lazard. I think they were kind of trying to set up a home run, a deep ball to him, and. He and Zach just didn't quite connect. But why is Alan Lazard the guy you're, you're throwing deep to? Why don't you have, uh, you know, you got guys with speed. You got Xavier Gibson. He should be running the deep route, right? Malik Taylor's got 4-4 speed. You know, if you're going to put him into the game, have him run the deep route then. I mean, Garrett Wilson may not be a guy who, you know, is a great deep threat, but he, we know he can create separation. And I just, I don't understand. I think the, the worst one was Garrett Wilson has his elbow worked on on the sideline. Garrett Wilson suffers an injury to his arm and the Jets dial up a trick play in the second half with the receiver throwing the ball. Why is it the guy 
who injured his arm. How is that the receiver who's throwing that pass? How does this make any sense? It's just, I, I can't get over it. And I know that Hackett's dealing with a lot. I thought one thing Hackett did well in this game is he gave Max Mitchell plenty of help against Max Crosby. And I think that's one of the reasons Crosby did not wreck the game to the extent he could have, to the extent we were worried about. But the play calling here is just beyond bad. I mean, I don't, I'm running out of reasons that the Jets could justify not firing Nathaniel Hackett today. I mean, outside of getting Aaron Rodgers mad, why would this guy be here? And you know what? If Aaron Rodgers gets mad, Jets would say, Aaron, this shows why you should not have a say in who the coaches we hire, because that shows you have zero ability to assess what a good coach is. I would. I don't even care if it gets Aaron Rodgers mad. Nathaniel Hackett should be out today. This was a horribly coached game. He's done a horrible job this season. This is one of the worst offenses I've ever seen. I'm actually wondering, and maybe this is recency bias. You know, you get a little. You know, sometimes you forget how bad things were. I'm almost at the point where I'm wondering: Would Adam Gase be a better offensive coach than Nathaniel Hackett? There's a lot to answer for. And listen, I know the line's not good. I know you have one receiver. I mean, this offense again is really one receiver and one running back. You know, Conklin actually chipped in tonight. I mean, Xavier Gibson chips in the occasional catch, but it's really a one receiver, one offense. But just the incoherence of the offensive play calling, I can't get over it. Nathaniel Hackett may not be in a good situation, but I think he's making it worse. This is There's just so much wrong with this team on offense right now, and it's really tough to justify not making some sort of change. Now, here on the Lockdown Jets podcast, we'll talk about what this game means in a bigger context, though. I think the Jets are in a lot of trouble right now. I hope I'm wrong. I hope they can turn it around. There's still time to turn it around, but that time is running very short, and the schedule is about to get tougher. And we'll discuss that in more detail as we continue this Monday edition of Lockdown Jets. This episode of Lockdown Jets is brought to you by Game Time. You know, you should not have to worry when you're buying tickets to the next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. And with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes some of the guesswork out of buying tickets. Now, if you're a Jets fan, you might be looking ahead a couple weeks. Next home games against Miami on Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. Maybe it's not such an attractive game anymore if you have a ticket. Well, you could sell it. And if you're looking to buy a ticket, this is actually a pretty good time to go to Jets games. When the team's not good late in the season, tickets tend to be more affordable. It's a great opportunity to go see the team. And games can be fun even if the Jets are out of the race. So you should really check out the Game Time app. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the, of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last-minute deals. And with zone deals, you pick the section and Game Time picks the price for an average of 18% savings. I've used the Game Time app myself. I find it super easy to use. There are other ticket sites. They're overly complex. That's not Game Time. Game Time is really simple. It's really convenient. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account to redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L, one word with no space, for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen or first watch every day. And a big shout out to you everydayers. This is a daily podcast from the New York Jets. We have new episodes each day through the week, Monday through Friday, and then bonus episodes as needed as news breaks, sometimes after games. We're recapping a bad game for the Jets as they fell to the Las Vegas Raiders yesterday. 16 to 12, an ugly game, an ugly score, an ugly offensive performance. Some losses hurt more than others in the in an NFL season. I think this loss really hurts the Jets. First of all, they fall back under 500. They're now four and five. But also, 
you have to think about the way the schedule has played itself out for the Jets this season. We know that first six-week stretch was going to be really tough. It was all about surviving the first month and a half. They did it, and it felt like the schedule was supposed to get easier now. This was supposed to be the point where the Jets could go on a run. They have a huge two-game stretch coming up against the top teams in the AFC East. They're top two division rivals, Miami and Buffalo. At 3-3, three and three, heading into the bye, it felt like the Jets had a good shot at sweeping the Giants, the Chargers, and the Raiders, and getting to 6-3 and three and putting themselves in a position where they could really go on a run, where they could really make some noise in the AFC East, where maybe they could even challenge for a division title. They certainly have the defense to do it, but now they're going into this 4-5. and five. This was supposed to be the easy stretch on the schedule. I mean, the Giants game, they probably could have lost. This team could very easily be... You know, three and six on a three-game losing streak heading to Buffalo. They're very fortunate to not be. So on, on one level, I just don't see how you can have a lot of faith in the Jets playing well, going up against better competition. And I know you know Buffalo may not be playing that great right now, but that's not an easy game. That's a talented team. And also because the Bills have gotten off to a bit of a rough start, you're going to have a very focused Buffalo team. You're not going to have a Buffalo team that's going to have the luxury of being able to look past games in November this year the way maybe you did in the past. But beyond that, I think there's also a much more tangible aspect of this. The Jets are 13th in the AFC right now. I mean, they're near the bottom of the standings. You got to get to seven. And yeah, okay, technically they're only one game out of the playoff race. But I mean, think about how many teams they have to jump. There are six teams in front of them they have to get ahead of in order to land in playoff position. That's not going to be easy because that means essentially none of those six teams can go on a big run. Or one of the teams that, or one of the teams that's in the playoffs right now has to collapse. That's a lot to ask, and the Jets also don't really have much margin for error. So the Jets play, just play average the rest of the year. They're probably not going to make it. Now the Jets have to go on the uh, on a run after the you know the easy what should have been the easy part of the schedule is gone. And you know I think again you have to look back to the offense. Now the offense at least performed better in this game on a per play basis. The Jets averaged almost six yards per play. And this one after you know a three-game stretch where they were averaging under four and a half yards per play, but they didn't finish drives. And they they just didn't do enough. And I, I think we know that the, the issues that this offense is broken across the board. We're gonna get to that in a little bit. It's a really tough spot that the Jets are in right now. And they've done it to themselves. These were two very winnable games the last two weeks. And they lost to New England week three. You know, that was the first point where it felt like the season was in crisis. So, I mean, you've had three, uh, and I guess the the, the counter to that is that they've also won some games against tougher competition, but it's really tough for me to see how this thing moves forward successfully for the Jets this year. And I hate to say it, I'm usually not one to like throw in the towel super early, but I think you have to look at the situation objectively. I mean, I, I don't think Zach Wilson is like the number one problem, but he is what he is. And the reason like I'm probably not as hard on Zach Wilson as I was a year ago is you know, my expectations are changed right now. He's a backup quarterback and, you know, he's probably as good as the pieces around him. He's probably no better than, I don't know, like half the backup quarterbacks in the league, but I don't think he's any worse. If the pieces around him are good, if everybody's working well, you know, he'll probably look okay. If the pieces around him are bad, he's not good enough to transcend that. And the pieces around him are pretty bad. We talked about the play calling in the first segment. We've talked about the lack of talent. We've talked about the offensive line. And, you know, it's not entirely the Jets' fault. I mean, they've had to shuffle guys in and out all season. Another new offensive line group tonight or last night in that game. But 
it's not that you don't get point extra points for that. You have to figure out ways to work around it. You know, the receiving group's not very good. The running backs after Brees Hall are just a disaster. I mean, Dalvin Cook finally broke like a 10-yard run in this game, but he's giving you nothing all season long. Michael Carter was responsible for a big penalty uh, that cost the Jets a, a third down conversion where, you know, he just he uses really bad technique. He's just not a good blocker, and the Jets, he's not a good receiver either, and the Jets keep using him as their third down back, and essentially use bad technique, and essentially, it's really tough to describe this. I don't think I've ever seen it before, but such a bad block by a running back, for all intents and purposes, created a chop block because he knocked the guy into Mekhi Becton and turned that into a penalty. There's just not a lot that's good right now, and going forward, it's really tough for me to see how the Jets are going to win enough games to make the playoffs. I feel like this was a game that, you know, it may not be must win in the truest sense of the form because the Jets are still four and five. They're still one game out. But realistically, do I think the Jets can win enough games going forward? I have serious questions about that. Realistically, can the Jets play consistent enough football? I don't know. I feel like this was the type of game that if you're going to be a playoff team, you got to win it because the Raiders, their competition in the conference. In fact, the Raiders are now ahead of the Jets in the AFC standings. And now they have a tiebreaker in hand. Uh, Jets have done themselves no favors by the way they played. And I think it was, we know most of it's on the offense. As we continue this Monday edition of Locked on Jets, we're going to talk about that. What can the Jets do? Is there anything they could do to fix this thing? I don't know, but we'll go in more detail continuing this Monday edition of Locked on Jets. This episode of Locked on Jets is brought to you by FanDuel. Score this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. Jets are going to be pretty big underdogs as they head to Buffalo this weekend for a game against the Bills. I guess that's one of the questions as a fan. Do you feel good about betting against your team? Because right now, if I had to wager, I don't think I'd pick, I don't think I'd bet on the Jets until they showed me something. But I don't know. Does that make you a bad fan? That's up to you. What I do know is that FanDuel is a great place. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, the app is easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over unders, and more. So you know, if you don't want to pick the Jets to lose, you can certainly bet the under, or you can bet on player props. Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson are always good options. If you want to do that, go to fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. Again, it's fanduel.com slash locked on. Fanduel, official partner of the NFL. This is the Locked On Jets podcast here on this Monday. We're talking about a Jets loss as the Jets fall to the Las Vegas Raiders 16 to 12 on Sunday Night Football. Their record drops to four and five in the 2023 season. This team, I think, is in a lot of trouble. And I think, once again, you have to look back on the offense. That's the culprit. Now, the Jets' offense statistically at least did a little bit better than it's done recently. The Jets were coming off three straight games where they averaged less than four and a half yards per play on offense. In this one, they averaged almost six yards. They they ended at 5.8 per play, but they did not finish drives, especially in that first half. And I think there's always a tendency to look at what happens when you lose in the fourth when you lose a close game you always look at the fourth quarter but first half jets passed on some opportunities to take complete control of the game the defense did not have its best game and they did allow Josh Jacobs to go over 100 yards i think they they certainly had some issues in their run defense and i think the raiders did a good job in the second half they kind of mixed things up they figured out ways to get their guys the ball 
in space on the outside. You know, the Raiders did not do a great job through the air in this game. They, they, they made enough plays, but they figured out how to manufacture enough yardage out of out of their run game to get the points that they needed. But I, I find it difficult to fault a defense that allows 16 points. I mean, that should be enough to win in the NFL. And again, it goes back to the offense. And look, we know that there are personnel issues on this offense. It's no secret. Zach Wilson's not a quarterback who can lift this team up right now. He's he's not worse than like probably half the backups in the league, but he's not better. He's not a guy who can carry a team on his back. And if the pieces around Zach Wilson are bad, he's not going to be able to transcend that. The pieces around Zach Wilson are bad. I think there are things the Jets can do to make this offense better. And I think it's frustrating that Nathaniel Hackett did not see these things in this game because despite Nathaniel Hackett's best effort, the Jets actually did a pretty good job throwing the ball early, early in the game. Even though even though Hackett's game plan was clearly just try and run the ball, when Zach Wilson was was playing early in the game, he got into a little, little bit of a rhythm. And you could tell Zach's feeling it. It's funny because the way I can tell it above all else is when he's running the ball, when he's scrambling, it tells me that he's like seeing the field better than he typically does because it means he knows nobody's open. It means he's got a running lane. It means he's not thinking. It means he's just playing. Zach was getting the ball out quickly in this one. And when he wasn't getting the ball out quickly, he was making plays with his leg and he almost scored a touchdown. I think one of the frustrating things, I've talked about this repeatedly, if you're an everyday or maybe I sound like a broken record here, but they're so afraid of putting Zach Wilson in bad downs and distances that they don't think through how do we avoid that. The best offense on third down is to never get to third down. It's to move the chains on first and second down. And that means being aggressive. That means throwing it when they're expecting the run. And when you do that, first of all, if you have a quarterback who you don't really believe in, it makes the throws easier for him because if they're playing run, it's easier to complete passes. But beyond that, eventually, and this did happen for a brief stretch in the first half, the defense backs off and it becomes easier to run. And I think it's this really counterintuitive thing that a lot of coaches, and I think Nathaniel Hackett is among them, the this mindset that they fall into is that they try and protect quarterbacks, but they do it, their, their philosophy for do it, doing it actually makes life more difficult on quarterbacks because I thought Zach had a lot of success, especially in the first half. I think part of this goes to the overall philosophy that may come all the way from the top or it may come all the way down from Robert Sala where they just, I, I understand that the defense is the dominant unit on this team. I understand that, you know, this is not going to be a high-flying offense, but they got to get more out of the offense. That means you can't settle for field goals. I've noticed this since the Denver game. This coaching staff has been way too content to settle for field goals. In fact, I mentioned it earlier. There was a sequence. It was after C.J. Uzama's second penalty. They had the ball first and goal from outside the 10. Not one throw to the end zone. And two runs, run on first down and a run on second down. So even, even though they threw it on third down, that's going to be a tough spot to throw the ball. This is actually the, the sequence that maybe proves my point the best. You know, third and goal from you know a long distance, you know that you're, that you know that you have to throw the ball. The defense knows you have to throw the ball. It's much tougher to throw in that situation. They should have thrown it on earlier downs, but the Jets felt like they were fine. They could play for a field goal. And that's one of the stories of this coaching staff. It's one of the stories of this team. And I get it to a certain extent because, you know, you don't want to risk things. I know Zach's a young quarterback. He's kind of mistake prone. I know that you think you can ride your defense, but it's one thing to lean on a defense a little bit. It's one thing to say the defense is the dominant unit. It's one, one thing to say this is one of the best defenses in the, in the NFL. I mean, they gave up 16 points. I mean, I just told you this unit did not play its best football despite don't, despite giving up 16 points. 
when you give up 16 points and I'm saying that your defense didn't play its best, that's a sign of a really, really good defense. But the margin for error for them is just so huge that 16 points is not enough to win the game. 13 points last week. I mean, I Jets, the Chargers scored 27, but only 13 were on the defense. Again, the, the, part of it was the offense was so bad. The offense you know, kind of gifted the Chargers a touchdown in that game. So did the special teams. It's just too too much. The fact that the, one of the best defenses in the NFL can't win games right now, it shows you that they're just lean, they're just they're just asking too much out of it. Offense has to do more. You have to get touchdowns in the NFL. And I'm not saying guys aren't out there trying to get touchdowns, but I feel like from the coaching staff, there's just this mindset that field goals are okay. I'm not saying that you know you have to score touchdowns 100 of the time, but you can't go almost three full games without a touchdown. And you know, part of its execution, part of it's a lack of talent. But part of it, I think, is just the mindset where they're playing for field goals, where they lose their aggressiveness near the goal line. It's just not good. And that's part of the reason we're in this mess right now. Anyway, that's all for today's episode. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day is our motto. As always, if you enjoy the show, hit the subscribe button where you're watching or listening so that you'll never miss an episode. If you enjoy the show and are listening on a podcast source, please give it a five-star review. And if you're watching on YouTube and enjoy the show, give this episode a big thumbs up. These things help us out, help other Jets fans find Locked On Jets. I hope you have a great Monday, everybody. Try and get over the loss. I know it's a tough tough day for a Jets fan, but we'll do our best, and we'll be back tomorrow to talk more Jets.